0: An apple that falls from the tree will always fall down. It will never fall up. If you go too fast and you're pulling in front of a cop car, you will probably get a ticket. There are many instances in life where one event causes another event. This, is, this relationship, this determination is called cause and effect. Welcome to Todd Talks, where I help you design the life that you want, not the life that I designed for you, but the life that you desire. And the relationship that we are talking about today is the relationship between those things you do, say, or how you act, and the results or reactions that happen because of that. In other words, we are talking about cause and effect, the fact that there are consequences for every action that you take. The dictionary or dictionary.com defines cause and effect as noting a relationship between actions or events such that one or more are the result of the other or others. So let's talk a little bit, or actually, let me tell you a little story we're going we're going to delve into a little aviation here terminology etc so when an airplane the way an airplane flies is based on scientific principles of aerodynamics and lift is generated by the flow of air over a wing which creates a positive pressure on the underside of the wing and negative pressure on the top side of the wing allowing the air to lift the airplane. And when the lift is sufficient uh, to overcome gravity, then the airplane will begin to fly. That's a very simplified definition of it. Now, when the air on the top side of the wing is disturbed, as happens at very high, what we call angles of attack, meaning the air airplane's wing is turned to such a degree as in pulling the nose up really fast or hard or high that the airplane slows and the air starts to tumble across the top of the wing because it cannot make a smooth transition across the top of the wing. When that happens, the wing stalls and the lift disappears. When the lift disappears from the wing, guess what happens? The airplane stops flying. Now, we used to demonstrate this to students in a very dramatic fashion. What you would do is we would get out to the practice area at 10, 12,000 feet, and we would have the students pull the nose up to 20 degrees or so, 30 degrees above the horizon, and just hold it there. And the power of the engine can make the plane climb to such an extent, but the power of the engine is not sufficient on those small airplanes to overcome gravity. So it slowly, the airplane begins to slow down, slow down, slow down. Now, if the nose high, the way it is, the air would begin to tumble across the wing as you get slower and slower. It's not going fast enough to make that transition. And the wing finally stalls. And what happens when the wing finally stalls is the airplane drops. The the airplane is always trying to, to get back speed, to get back to a flying position, so what happens is the nose just falls back towards the earth. And you go from 2030 degrees nose high to 2030 degrees nose low very quickly. And this always startles students on their first time of doing it and they get that that feeling that you get on a roller coaster with the where the your stomach floats in, up into your throat it seems like and you get that immediate sensation of falling because you get below one gravity or almost to free fall. So much fun. And as the students get used to that, we throw in new tricks that if you kick some rudder in so that the nose is not straight, the airplane will start to spin. And spinning is a lot of fun for us instructors. Not as much fun for the students, especially the first time or two. I remember when I was a student, was not fun at all and I hated spinning. But by the time I had a couple thousand hours under my belt and was teaching students, spinning was fun because the world just would spin around and around and it would get faster and faster and the way the, that our airplane worked was, it would just pop out of the spin once it got enough speed, rotation, etc. It would just pop out and fly again, usually pointed almost straight down, which was always fun. Then you pull out of the dive. The point I'm making is that for every action that we did, there was an equal. An opposite reaction. That's science, right? Well, in life, things don't always happen exactly equal and opposite. In, in scientific principles, aerodynamics, physics, there is always an equal and opposite reaction. In life, there are always consequences to actions. But they are sometimes bigger, harsher, and last longer than the actual, actual action that was taken. For example, um, you get into a car accident. And I, I was actually just reading a message from a friend of mine that when, a while back, they got into a car accident After having hip surgery, uh, their, their dad had been drinking and got into a car accident, which shattered her femur. And she ended up spending six months in a wheelchair or more. She's able to walk again, but thanks to good surgeons with, and pins and needles and, and everything else holding her rods, holding her leg together. her father's action of drinking and driving caused months worth of consequences. There are always consequences, whether good or bad, for your actions. So it's important to think about things when you're doing them or before you do them to know if you jump out of a plane with a parachute on, you have two options the shoot opens or it doesn't there's consequences if it opens there're good consequences if it doesn't not as good consequences so cause and effect refer to the relationship between two events two phenomena in which one is the reason for the other eating too much too fast and you get you feel sick you put on weight If you eat too much without doing physical activity, guess what? You're more likely to gain weight and get fat. In fact, the more you sit and the more you eat, the more likely you are to get bigger and bigger and bigger consequences. In life, there are consequences for all your actions. Let's look at it from the positive side now because we're trying to become better, right? We're designing the life that we want. So if you take action on an opportunity and you move forward and you study and you work on your mindset and you work on your knowledge, you read books Uh, about personal development. Those are the actions that you're taking. The consequences are that your knowledge improves, your people skills improve, your finances improve, because as you improve, the situation around you will improve. It's Guaranteed. It may not happen in the time frame that you're expecting it to. Sometimes change takes longer than you expect. But it, as you improve yourself, your life improves. It always happens. It's a law of nature. That as you improve yourself, your life will improve. That does not mean that you won't go through challenges. We all have challenges. But as you... Le- learn and grow and improve yourself, your capacity to deal with challenges increases as well. It's one of the amazing things about our brain and about our spirit and about our mind and that as you improve yourself, your ability to handle any instance improves as well. Like when you're learning how to drive a car, especially a manual, a stick, I know not many of you out here there listening to this still drive manual transmissions, but they are my favorite vehicle to drive and it's, It was interesting trying to teach my daughter how to drive a stick when we were in Iceland now I had tried to I had leathered or tried to teach her once a couple of years ago with my Porsche and My poor Porsche had so much grinding of gears and jerking of the engine. It's amazing that the transmission itself did not bust out of the car. Sorry, Savannah, but I'm not throwing names, but Savannah. Yeah, that was terrible. So when we were in Iceland recently, we had a rental with a manual transmission, and I let Savannah uh, Mm -hmm. learn how to drive it in a parking lot empty parking lot, much, much better place than on the road. And through stops and starts, it's interesting to see how the cause and effect, as you release the clutch, you have to add the gas, otherwise the car will stall. And you may, you have to then put the clutch in and release the gas as you're coming up to a stop and press on the brake in order to bring the the car to a stop before a turn. Otherwise, the car stalls and jerks, and you can feel the car just bucking against the, the engine. That's why you have to use the clutch. For many of you that have driven a stick, you totally understand this. There is instantaneous feedback if you do it wrong. Many things in life, you do not get instantaneous feedback. You may make a decision now that 10 years from now could affect you. You may make a decision now that 10 years from now could affect other people or a year from now or a week from now could affect others. Think about the possible consequences, good or bad, of the actions that you want to take because there is one irrefutable law of the universe, and that is that there are always consequences, good or bad, for your actions. I was talking with my health coach, Kristen Keller, who I did a podcast with uh, a couple of months ago, and you can find it in one of the 20s or 30s. Um, But she and I were talking yesterday about you know, our desires. So my desire for junk food, uh, whether it's for comfort, for emotional eating, for whatever reason, there's always a consequence in that moment of choosing to give in to that desire. In that moment, there is a momentary pleasure of, of, filling my taste buds with the sweetness of the ice cream and, and just feeling happy for a moment followed by the inevitable. Oh, why did I eat that? And the, Oh, my stomach doesn't feel so good. Cause I ate too much and the, I've gotten too much sugar. So now I feel like crap. Consequences of the action. If we think about the consequences before taking action, we can stop ourselves or you can stop yourself from doing many actions that may have negative consequences. You can also, when you're thinking about the possible good outcomes of something, you can talk yourself into doing something that is right joining that business, taking that chance, calling that girl, calling that guy. If you're single, doing things that could have very positive outcomes. Choice is yours, but you need to recognize that everything that you do has a consequence, whether for good or for bad sometimes however we are unable to determine what the effect may be and then we have to use our best judgment what happens when it is not possible to determine cause and effect so in the psychologist.bps.org.uk uh it says Seeking evidence for why an event occurred is part of human nature, and it involves some of the most critical thinking processes we have. This process can allow us to determine the result of our actions based on immediate and clear feedback. Gaining insight into the world around us has resulted in numerous scientific discoveries. Engineering, medicine, and law are all fields in which clear feedback can allow us to make remarkable progress by understanding cause and effect relationships. A medical situation can be life-threatening if the direct cause is not identified. In searching for causes, we may look to the internet, not always the most reliable source of information, on the cause of a health problem. We might be led to assume that the cause of a severe headache is a brain aneurysm when in fact it's a migraine. Or consider stock traders. They can make a lot of money when they understand cause and effect, but many value situations are complex and uncertain. Cognitive or emotional biases enter into our thinking when we don't have all the relevant information. Biased evaluation of the cause can lose traders a lot of money. The relationship between cause and effect may not always be obvious. However, reasoning through cause and effect provides a way to cope with feelings of powerlessness. By examining similar situations from the past where we have succeeded, we can become better informed about what will happen in the current situation. End quote. So the interesting thing here is that we may not always be able to to determine what the effect is going to be of our decision, of whatever action we're planning on taking. But we can use reasoning, common sense, and sound judgment to actually determine, well, what I'm planning is similar to what I've done in the past, therefore, I can expect to have a similar result. The definition of stupidity is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I think that was Einstein's definition of stupidity. So as you go throughout your day, as you are planning your week, as you are planning or have opportunities to take action on things, as you are figuring out what to do with your life, as you are designing your best life, I want you to think about the cause and effect relationship. Every action you take has consequences, good or bad. So, make more decisions based on the possibility of good consequences and don't take action when there is high probability of negative consequences. It makes sense. Common sense is not always common, but it makes sense. Cognitive reasoning. Think out why you're doing things. Think about why you are doing the things you're doing before you actually do them. And you may find that your whole idea behind doing something is flawed. And you'll be able to change your path, change your plan. That is the whole goal behind what I'm telling you today is to get you to think before you act. Oftentimes we act before we think and that's what usually gets us in trouble. People that get behind the wheel after drinking because their cognitive function is impaired and they don't realize that what they're doing is dangerous. So think before you act And it will help you to improve your life and help you to design the life that you desire. As always, if you like this podcast, give me a five-star review, send it to your friends, get everybody on board listening to Todd Talks because I am here to help you design the life that you desire. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.